I didn't hesitate. I didn't not act on anything. I didn't let fear overcome. I didn't worry about the win and the win. And I'm talking about W-I-N versus W-H-E-N. So you go for the win and stop worrying about win. Just do it. Welcome to Lunch with Shelly, the podcast featuring conversations with colleagues, friends, family, business leaders. At lunch, here's Shelly. Welcome to the latest episode of Lunch with Shelly. As always, we have a super interesting guest today, and like our last episode, today's guest is someone who I don't know very well and I'm very excited to get to know better. Our special guest is Delana Watkins, who serves as the CEO of Total Woman Wellness, Inc., a comprehensive health enterprise dedicated to women's midlife wellness and healthy aging. As a board-certified registered nurse with extensive clinical and leadership expertise, she has gained recognition in the health and wellness industry, earning numerous community and national awards, including the very prestigious Governor's Citation Award for her unwavering commitment to health care. Furthermore, Delena is a three-time Amazon best-selling author and the national TV show host of the Women's Wellness Lounge Show. She's also the visionary author behind the international collaborative book project titled She Is Well, which evolved into a global sisterhood movement, particularly impacting the lives of women in Ghana during the pandemic. Her influence extends beyond written work and TV, since she has been featured in People magazine, where I first learned about her, the Steve Harvey Morning Show, the Dr. Oz Show, Fox 45, and numerous other local and national platforms. Delena has offered her expertise to esteemed organizations like the National Black Nurses Association, the National Association of Professional Women, and notable entities such as the IRS, Coppin State University, and the University of Maryland. In her most recent endeavor, the menopause experience, Delena is determined to empower women to embrace their femininity during this natural life stage. She aims to transform the perception that menopause is a confusing and dreaded time in a woman's life. So within this program, she has crafted a roadmap for women to feel confident and alluring through the challenges of hot flashes, brain fog, insomnia, and low libido. Delena firmly believes that women can better navigate menopause when they understand the nuances of this transitional phase, which she affectionately terms the feminine evolution. I love that. Her presentation style is not only engaging, but also highly educational, embracing a holistic approach that deeply resonates with audiences, providing a truly transformative experience. She and I have only met through Zoom, so it is fabulous to be seated across from her in person at the always terrific Black Salt Restaurant. I am also very psyched to be joined by our pal and producer, Cleavon Davis, who will bravely be enduring today's very female-focused conversation. So without further ado, welcome to Lunch with Shelly Delena, and let's hey, have lunch. Yes! <laughs> it is so, it. so great to see you, you in person. You as well. Listen, that felt like a whole appetizer that I just <laughs> had right there. It's like the appetizer well, to where we're going. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you've done so much, and it's so exciting, but yes. I often start with what I consider to be relatively easy questions, and plus informative. So tell us, like, where are you from, and... 
Just what was a little bit about, you know, where you're from, when you went to, where you went to school, and how you became a nurse. Let's Absolutely. start there. Oh, all of that is kind of like rolled into one. Yeah, so yeah. I'm from the DMV area. Okay, good. Um, and still born and raised. So small little town called Crofton, which is right outside of Bowie. In Maryland. In yeah, Maryland, I've yes. heard of it, yeah. So that was where I was born and raised. And um, my mom was the one who kind of gave me sort of this insight into nursing, into caring, into, you know, just kind of feeling rewarded in that career and I followed in her footsteps but in a unique kind of way yeah so I graduated high school early so that wow. I could attend nursing school as an LPN in my 10th grade year oh my god so tell me I wasn't somebody who knew like what they wanted Seriously. when most of my girlfriends were like climbing out of windows and like skipping school Man. I was like wait a minute I gotta do this care plan you know you are gangbusters but yeah I was gangbusting yeah. at 17 and 18 Jeez. yeah and I so, never looked back so you went to nursing school mm-hmm. and, and they accepted you yep so oh, it's a vocational yeah because okay. I was able to finish my credits super early wow. so I did some volunteer volunteer work to just kind of make sure that it wasn't just, oh, okay, this is like something that looks cool and fun. And then you get into it and realize, Mm-mm, this right. sucks. I don't want to do it. Right. So I did some volunteer work initially in my 10th grade year. And from there, I just never looked back. It was a lot of hard work, but I became a nurse at 17. And were you nursing elderly people or yes. cancer yep. patients mm-hmm. or all of the above? All of the above. So when oh I first gosh. came out, I did um, a lot of work in the community. So it was a lot of nursing home type work. Um, initially, and I thought, oh, okay, this is fascinating, but what else is there? Right. Like, I'm responsible at 17, 18 to save lives. Like, okay, this is, Crazy. This is fascinating. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm not even quite, you know, old enough to, you know, buy a drink. You right. know, what, 21? Like, I'm Right, I'm but someone's life is yeah, in your hands. But someone's life is yeah, in your hands. So that was, a little, yeah. that was a little weird in the beginning. Um, and then I just continued to elevate and study the field of nursing. Um, just kind of try to find your passion. Because there's so many different avenues you could do um, in the field of nursing that I finally found my footing in education and public health. And I never look back from there. It's just been my brainchild is to try to figure out what makes people tick around health. So what do you mean by public health in particular? So public health is when you find um, an area that you feel is impacted um, or that impacts people's health. So it can be something very specific or it can be, um, I always tell people it's a 30,000 foot view and then there's a turtle view. You can find an issue that um, you want to drive home. Like let's say for women, you're concerned about why so many women are impacted by cardiovascular disease or heart health. Why do we, you know, kind of succumb to it? Why are our risks so high? And then you can take that one particular thing and really delve into it as a public health issue. Or you can look at just public health in general. What does it mean for Americans? Why do we lack access? Why is access so difficult? Why do, you know, so there's like so many different avenues you can kind of go down a rabbit hole when you talk about public health. It can either be very, very focused or it can be very broad. And then you married education Mm -hmm. with public health. Yeah. So I mean, and that's you how know we came you were going to be an educator? I no idea. No idea. And that's how the Women's Wellness Lounge became about because that whole public health thing where I became concerned with why are women not, you know, concerned about their health? We're so very good at focusing on other people. It's so true. And telling them what to do and nurturing them, you know, back to, to health or, you know, making sure they do what they do, that we don't turn that thing inward and like focus on ourselves. So I started to kind of study that a little bit and think of, you know, what made us tick? Why are we so, you know, nurture filled yet so off when it comes to our own self care yeah. and self worth? Yeah. 
that the Women's Wellness Lounge was birthed. It was a place where I made it fun for women to come in, you know, grab a drink, sit down, let's talk this thing out. Like, why is it that you just made all the appointments for everyone in the household, including the dog, right. but you've not had your mammogram, you've not had your annual Much, physical, yeah. you've not, you know, given yourself the time of day that you deserve because if you can't show up for yourself then you obviously can't be a hundred percent and show up for them so it was very very interesting to kind of try to marry those um two things to just really figure out what it was that makes women you know kind of think that way and um i found the conversations to be very engaging a lot of women just felt like they were valued if they cared more for other people. So we, a lot of women seek value in how well they show up in other areas. It's so and not interesting. so much for themselves. That I was mean, the common thread. I mean, there is thread. so much to delve in mm-hmm. with that. So if I came to the wellness center mm-hmm. and I sat on a couch and mm-hmm. I had um, some carrot juice, <laughs> what yes. do you give out? Um, then how do you approach women? Do you say, how are you feeling? What do you mm-hmm. want to talk about? Absolutely. Is it sort of like an intake it uh, is. episode the first so time? So when you first come into the lounge, it doesn't even look like a, a aesthetically. It looks it's, pretty. It's very pretty, yeah. right? So when you come in, it's, it's almost like, like you You got yeah, it. Right. So right then and there, your guard is not up. When you walk into a, a physician's office or anything that's aesthetically resembling any type of health provider, right. you automatically become what you think they want you to be. Oh, that's so interesting. Right? You answer the questions based on whether or not you feel like you're going to get a good check mark. Right. Right. Or how many glasses how of many, wine do you have a week? Three. Are you drinking your water? Are you working <laughs> out? Right? Yeah, right. So you kind yeah. of bend things just a tad right. When you come into the wellness lounge, you're walking into your living room and you're talking to me like I'm your girlfriend. Right. Which and is so easy it's to do so already. Easy to yeah. do. So I'm talking to you to say, how was your week? We start with just like the superficial things that you don't even have to be guarded about. And then from there, you kind of get this sense of, okay, there's no judgment. You know, there's no, okay, if I tell her I drink wine every day, I'm not going to get into trouble, right, you know, right. or I'm not going to suddenly have this go into, you know, a chart to say, right. you know, I'm, a, I'm so not checking the box. I'm not checking yeah. the box. Instead, we talk more about, okay, so you are drinking wine. What are you doing prior to drinking the wine? What does the wine bring you? Like, we're talking more about the, not necessarily the wine, but how you're feeling about the wine and what does the wine do for you? And then we kind of, you know, sort of take it from there. So it's sort of that easy walk into your lifestyle behaviors, right. not the whole judgment about your lifestyle behaviors, right? right? So, and I mean, I obviously went to the wine. But <laughs> I, I know you talk about exercise, oh, yeah. you talk about and sleep, yep. you talk about all mm-hmm. these things, and then it seems like it's also there's a big emotional component to it. Oh. I think. We walk right into it without you even knowing it. So you're answering those questions, and the whole time I am surveying your emotional state, your mental state, right, about whether or not you exercise. And then if you're telling me, oh, okay, I don't because, and then you start to go into the reasons why. I have 18 children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, and I've got after-school activities. Exactly, and I'm driving Mm -hmm. here and there. As a matter of fact, I can't even stay here Mm -hmm. that long. Right, Right. so I'm Half an hour later, they're still there. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so I'm kind of listening and I'm gauging, and then we start of do this backtrack where I'm saying to you, so while your kids at swim practice, what are you doing? While your kids at such and such, because remember, I'm listening to you tell me, you know, sort of your rundown of your responsibilities, your roles and things that you're showing up for. And then I'm going to kind of go come back to you and give you ways in which you can incorporate, you know, what we consider movement 
don't call it exercise, right? Exercise sounds so daunting. Sounds right. like, mm, I can't be bothered. Sounds right. like a Zumba class. It's, pro- pro- it's programmatic. Exactly. Yeah. Instead, I'm saying to you, well, while he's swimming, are you, you know, kind of walking the parking lot? Are you sitting right. at the bench, standing up, sitting down, doing some, you know, right. non-inclusive squats or whatever? You know, so it's like trying to get to the other side without it feeling daunting, without it feeling as if um, you're being chastised for not doing the things that would ultimately get to get you to where you want to be. Right. So, yeah. Well, and I also like how you added mm-hmm. dancing as mm-hmm. part of the exercise, yes. which is really good. It is. Yeah. It's movement. Because it is. Right? Exactly. It's movement, period. Anything that gets your heart rate above a resting heart rate, right, is going to be considered movement. You get a check for that because you moved. You allowed your heart to get above that resting heart rate. Even if you're sitting there watching um, a television show, when the commercials come on, I want you to jump up. I want yep. you to, you know, do a squat. I want you to do a wall sit. I want you to, you know, kind of get up and maybe circle the living room a few times. Whatever. That one never resonates yes. with me, but, <laughs> you know, because once I'm on the couch, I'm on the couch. Exactly. I don't know. Right. But you pick but, the thing. But exactly. Okay, you, you pick, pick the, the thing. thing. You and pick the thing. And I think on your website, it says that the recommendation is 75 minutes a week. A week. So yeah. that's completely doable. It's I was surprised by that. doable. Where does so that you come can, from? So that comes from a study. Right? Okay. So we look at um, activity versus benefit versus what I was just explaining, which is called your resting heart rate. Um, and then you want to get into what we call um, a fat burning zone or you know a caloric burning zone, which means that you want to raise your heart rate above sitting. If you're sitting and we're having a conversation and you're not winded, then you're not working hard enough. And so that's what I always tell my clients. They say, well, how do I know I'm working hard enough? You know, If I'm not sweating, does that mean I'm not working? No. Right. You can still do an effective workout without having to have buckets and beads of sweat pouring right. off of you. You just basically want to raise your heart rate above, like you said, you sitting on the sofa. Right. Right. <laughs> if it means walking up and down the steps, putting a load of laundry in and then, right. you know, doing the squat as you're putting the clothes from the dryer into the, I mean, the washer into the dryer. Like, let's just kind of think about this without it being daunting. I, I think that's so clever, and really it's just about being mindful. Mm-hmm. And once you have somebody like you that eases in your ear. you into, yeah, <laughs> and eases you into something that you're not used to, mm-hmm. it really is. I mean, you could do 10 squat, squats every time you go to the dryer, you know what I mean? Or Right, and then it adds up. Right, and then you feel good after, right? right? You don't feel as though, okay, another day has gone by and I've done absolutely zero. I've done donuts, nothing. Right. Right, and so there you go. That goes into your self-esteem. Right. That goes into your own. It really does. It It affects everything. It affects everything. Whereas if you just simply did 10 or even five or two or whatever, you know, in your mind, you can say, okay, that counts. I'm doing something. Right. I'm doing something. You are listening to Lunch with Shelly. So sort of back to the personal mm-hmm. stuff. We'll focus again. Sure. Uh, so your husband is really cute. I oh, thank you. I saw him he's on my, Facebook. He's my guy. Yeah. He's my guy. He's my second marriage. Okay. Um, which is so funny how we met. So um, I actually was friends with his sister for a very long time. We worked together. And the entire time I thought she only had sisters. She never spoke about a brother. And so That's I go so to her. Unusual. So unusual. Baby. Yeah. I mean, and we were everyone's like side. my brother, my brother, yeah, my brother. Exactly. Right. And she never, it was always like sister or, you know, probably because we were talking girly things. Maybe. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. So I go to her 40th birthday party and there he is. And I'm like, oh, trying to hold it together and not gawk and do all these Thank things you. that I do. And so, yeah, there was no looking back from there. We kind of just sort of 
found a reason to be in each other's company. That's so awesome. So were you like, who is that guy? And she's like, dude, that's my, my brother. brother. That's exactly how that conversation went. And was it awkward or was she like, have very, at it? No, very awkward. Very awkward. She, she thought that I knew that she had a brother. And so I was like, oh, no, I'll see you Monday back at work so we can right. have this conversation. Yeah. Like, I won't do it at your birthday party, but we will have this conversation. And had, so, had he been married before? Yes. Okay. So it was second marriage for both of us. And that was in 2005 that we met. It was the end of the year. And I tell this funny story. So we met at the very end of 2005. There were two days left in the year. We didn't talk until 2006. But my husband will claim those two days and tell everyone that we met in 2005. 2005. And I'm uh, like, no, okay, well, uh, I'll give you those right, two days. Right. Yeah, he so, saw you. Oh, he saw right. me. Yeah, he goes that right counts. then and there. Yeah, and I'm started with him. Yeah, Sorry I'm about let that. it count. Yep, i let it count. So, yeah, and he's just been super amazing with helping me to kind of like grow and develop. Um, what it is that I choose to do. Well, tell us the story about actually the video that you did that People Magazine recognized you for because your husband was a part of that. Yes. So we were, what were we doing? I think we were on our way out. We do date night usually once, sometimes twice a week, depending on how we're feeling. So I was already kind of getting dressed and I could feel myself getting warm. And so I say to him, hand me my fan. And then I said, and I want you to video this. I said, because I will not lean into this hot flash that I'm, that I'm feeling coming on. So he, and you were in the car or this is not in the car yet. We're not even in the car yet. We're trying to leave out. We're in the bedroom still. I'm getting dressed. So he does, he hands me the fan and he videos me doing this whole shake my head, like lean back, lean into it. Yes, it is. Like, I mean, like sexy hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, like sexy hot. I'm like, this hot flash is not going to ruin my date night. Like, you will not. And that's the attitude that I took. And I sort of like, you know, took it and ran with it. Because when you think about it, we're always thinking of hot flashes. Of course, they occur whenever. Sometimes you think at the most inopportune times. Right. You know, um, and that was one of them. I had completely gotten dressed. And I'm like, hot flash, you are not to, about to ruin this. So he videotapes me kind of like doing all this and taking this whole thing. And so I uploaded to TikTok again, not thinking anything of it. It was just how I'm feeling at the moment. Now, also, mind you, take note, put a pin in it. I'm not a big TikToker. I just said, you know what? Let me just upload this video because I want women to know that, you know, this is a feminine it's evolution. Sexy. It's yeah. sexy. We're right. going to make hot flashes sexy. I love that. Forget this whole thing. Right. And so I upload it and don't go back on there probably for, I want to say maybe two months. That's how, you know, inactive I am. On TikTok, and then suddenly I get this message while we're out of town. And, you know, sometimes you get messages or emails, inboxes, and I'm looking at it like People Magazine wants to interview me. And I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So my husband goes, well, read it. So I handed the phone to him. And so I said, you know what? Give it back. Let me go on LinkedIn and look this person up. So I did. And it was real. I was like, it really said she's an editor for People Magazine. I was like, oh, crap. Let me, like, get back to her. Right. And so I did, and it just kind of took on a life of its own after that. Yeah. I was it like, was just Whoa. so amazing. It was, yeah. It was I very love much that so. story. <laughs> well, you know what I love about that story so much? Well, everything. <laughs> but um, when I, so I read People Magazine like a religion. Right. And. <laughs> And I've been working with my girlfriend because, as I don't know if the listeners know or we've discussed it, I think I've mentioned it a couple of times with Claude, 
But I also have a company with one of my best friends called Hot You're Not. Oh, my God. And we have this T-shirt called I'm Hot You're Not Menopause. Which I absolutely love. I was like, oh, yeah. I know. And it was born out of, as we were talking about, all of these walks while I was in the park walking with my dog saying, Catherine, menopause is so hot and it's so funny. I mean, not hot literally, but it's sort of funny. I mean, I know that people are uncomfortable about it and there's a lot of negative things about it but mm-hmm. so it's i mean it's a it's exploding it's, people are finally talking oh, about it finally and doing. actually it's you know a missed opportunity because mm-hmm. it's sort of like when you were pregnant oh, yeah. you had the greatest excuse i'm you know i'm late i'm pregnant I, the keys are in the refrigerator i'm pregnant i you got to embrace can't find, it you know my purse it, i'm pregnant pregnancy brain and now we have this built-in excuse and it's we're not of, tapping into. Exactly, and it's sort of humorous. I mean, it can be humorous. So she and I were talking. Mm-hmm. We originally were going to do a gift basket like you have. Right. Which yeah. I uh-huh. love. Uh-huh. I love your yeah. basket. <laughs> and I love your blingy fans. Oh, absolutely. So you got to we'll make it cute. Put, I know. you got to make it right. cute. Yeah, fan and, the flame, baby. Right. Fan the flame. Exactly. But after <laughs> all of those conversations, we started this company. And then... I just think, I mean, I've been talking about menopause just internally for maybe two or three years. Mm -hmm. And initially, to a person, not one friend wanted to talk about it. And then it became more and more conventional or part of the conversation. And I kept calling Catherine saying, it was in People Magazine this week. It was Mm -hmm. in People Magazine Mm -hmm. next week. And lately, Mm -hmm. I think every single magazine episode or whatever... There's something about menopause. There's authors, there's celebrities buying companies. Uh So when I saw that you, you know, I saw your bit and I saw that you were rather local. And the best part of it was I I just reached out to her and she got back to me. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I know. I was so excited. Yeah. You were like the third person, I think, that reached out to me. And like when I got back, I was sending stuff to my assistant. I was like, okay. Was this after the wedding? Yeah. Oh, this that's after so the wedding. And when okay. I came home and she goes, okay, what do you want to do with this one? Okay, this one wants to do a collab. I said, I want you to look these people up and send me back, like, information on them. You were the second person that was, like, local to the DMV yeah. area. Right. And so I said, you know what? It's easier for me to kind of get those things, you know, done because we're we're here. We're, like, local. We can yeah. chat. We can meet up. We can do whatever. Versus the other stuff was kind of, like, more, like, virtual and, like, doing those things. That requires a little bit of finessing and, you know cross scheduling and that type of stuff so we did that and it was so funny because two of the people were like I've never reached out to someone that I saw in people yeah. magazine they actually and got, they got back to me I know and I was like Didn't yeah feel believe so good it about that? I did yeah. I felt so good about it so like it to be on the other good. side you know what I mean yeah 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 thinking, oh okay yeah no this is fine yeah well, and I, oh, what if I don't do that then I'm still keeping the the messaging to myself so it's like, why yeah. not reach out and continue to use my voice and uh, the platform to be able to continue, you know, spreading the message far, deep and wide. Yes, we have celebrities um, that are able to also use their platforms to, you know, share the message. But I think when people can honestly say, I saw that person in real life. Right. You know, I can touch that person. That person's real. It kind of brings it down a little bit. It makes it a little bit more easier to embrace. Well, you're exactly who you were in the article Mm -hmm. and on Zoom as you are right now, which I just think is fantastic. What I appreciated about that conversation Mm -hmm. also was that um, you said that I was that I approached you with candor. And I felt really proud about that because I was thinking... 
You know, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, I like to be direct yeah. and yeah. you like to be direct. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't, I don't like to have to finesse things. I mean, yeah. the, finesse it takes so much really, time. Exactly. Too much. And yeah. a little bit too more polished, perhaps. Yeah, a little or bit. You're going to get yeah, what you're going to get from me. I always me tell too. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you're going to so get the easier. same on Monday as you do on Thursday and exactly. Friday. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, that's what I like to kind of say. If I finesse it, I'm not sure what you might get, what might come out of my mouth. So let well, me just. It seems fake. Like finessing and. Bow are not the same uh-huh. thing, but it just feels that way to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You are listening to Lunch with Shelly. Um, so how long have you had your voice? I mean, it seems like, did you have it since you were 16 so or 17? You said that, yes, Why? yes, yes, yes. Because that whole, back to the original question about the whole nursing thing, yeah. since I was 17. And I'm going to tell this quick story, how my mom said I used to line up my doll babies. And I want you all to get the visual, okay? Listeners, get this visual. I'm lining up doll babies and having conversations with them, is what my mom said. She were like, she was, you were a teacher from the very beginning. At that time, she thought I was going to become a teacher because I insisted on talking and teaching from the time I was able. But instead, what I did was take the route of doing healthcare, but a teaching perspective from the healthcare. So... But I knew there was going to be some type of teaching involved. She was like, because whoever would sit down and listen. You That's would. so funny. I can yeah, picture that I perfectly. Just right. sitting there. Yeah. You're listening to Lunch with Shelly. Did you do anything different during COVID? During COVID, I had, and it's so funny. Again, remember, I'm this whole public health person. Yeah. Day and night, I was constantly going live and doing my show, and I called it COVID Conversations. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we had this, we kind of pivoted into informing people what it was, um, because unfortunately there were some neighborhoods that either wasn't understanding the information that was being disseminated, right? So I'm talking about like urban areas where information was either being disseminated too high level that they didn't understand the risk of COVID. Um, and so I just kind of would get on there and sort of bring that down to say, you need to do this, you need to stop doing this, you need to do this, and this is what it looks like. Right. Um, because most of them don't have beyond a fifth grade education, and so you're not talking to them in such a way that they understand it. So I was having these COVID, you know, conversations where I was bringing it down, reporting um, the levels at the time, the numbers, um, because during public health I had access to what the numbers were in real time. So I would get on each night and just report how the levels were kind of going up. And this is pre-pandemic. This was before we actually reached pandemic, you know, numbers. And I was just kind of getting on there, you know, just really trying to educate the everyday person who was not taking the precautions that was necessary. You know, I would show them what it would look like if you touched this or if you did that, if you didn't protect your cough, what it looked like, how it was able to be, you know, spreading. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, they... Yeah, they really just had no clue. So I am having tuna, raw tuna, because I like it however the chef brings it. Right. And I am having it with this coconut curry sauce and wheat noodles. And mm, it is really, really good. Is it good? Mm. Look, she's only got a little bit in her mouth. She's like, mm, it's really, yeah. really good. I yeah. knew it. Mm, it's really good. Okay. Well, so you guys I am taste. having salmon, and it looks very pan-seared, right, or grilled. I'm going to cut into it, and it's over a bed of vegetables. Oh, and the vegetables look super yes. healthy. You have spinach, spinach, Brussels sprouts, and roasted potatoes. Oh, my Yum. goodness. Too bad you guys don't have smell-o-vision. <laughs> 
<laughs> Coming soon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Cleavon has exactly what Delena yeah. has, but he is going to contrast and compare <laughs> if he can get if any on it. Yeah, if I can get it. He'll get it on his fork before me, so let's mm, see. How is it? I need another bite. is <laughs> 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 digging it. It's so good. Oh, I'm so glad. The seasoning is amazing. I know my seasoning is really mm. good too. Mm-hmm. I'm it big on good. that. It's good. It's so good. How do you think you can make menopause sexy? Because <laughs> I know that's a big focus that for you, and I love a it. Big focus. I it keeps me up at night now. Not Does even it really. Not hot flashes anymore, like they right. used to. But actually, just thinking, how can I make it appealing? And you go back to why would you want to do that anyway, right? I always kind of think in reverse. I, mean, I don't know if it's just the way my brain thinks, or if it's because I'm left-handed and I'm a right brain thinker, whatever. <laughs> whatever the creativity. Um, you think about why is it that it was never considered sexy to begin with, right? If you think back to, like, puberty and pregnancy, right, we all rub our bellies because we're pregnant. We want everybody to know, and you're loving on what it looks like, even though your body has taken on this different shape. Puberty is all about, okay, I am now coming into myself. I'm being formed, you know, whether it's, you know, the breasts or whatever starting. What about perimenopause and menopause? Somehow, all of that, that we were able to come into, when you look back on it, you're like, why was that considered to be different? shoved under the what rug? Shoved totally, like, yeah. way up under there. Right, right. <laughs> and when you think about it, it's like I just only remember my mother and my grandmother fanning. Had no clue what the heck was going on. I just knew that they were fanning and stuffing towels down here to use later to wipe the sweat right. away. And I thought that's not sexy at all. That's not cute. But I also was just told, oh, it's the change. Okay, so that's something I should be avoiding. Right, and nobody, nobody ever talked about no. it, so it was sort of like a yeah. secret. Like it's it was a just change, a change, and then that was the keep end of the moving. conversation. Yep, yeah, it was a change, and keep it moving. Don't right. ask me any questions. Right. So I thought, heck, no, not now, not with girl power, not with feminine power. We are not doing that, and we're not doing that for the next generation behind us. We want them to walk into this period of their life thinking like, I have gone through the pregnancy periods puberty and anything else yeah right and here i am now arriving better than ever better than ever right i mean in our own minds yeah in our own minds and still also rather young absolutely so if i didn't tell half the people that i encounter that i was you know in post-menopause they would not believe me they're like you what you don't even that's the that's the kind of the mindset you want to have. You don't want. Isn't to that the this, greatest compliment yes, it these is. days? Yeah, it is. it's like yep, fifty's a new thirty. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so I really want, and only women who are experiencing it, but those who have the privilege of experiencing it. Yeah. So know that's a privilege, and I think we do that by doing exactly what I did, which is, if I see another woman going through a hot flash, I don't shun her and be like, "Girl, you are suffering." Instead, I'm like, I see you sparkling. I see right. you glowing. Oh, that's you need my fan. You yeah. know what? That's so clever uh-huh. because it's even that that um, subtle use of sparkling yes. rather than sweating. Yes. Although I don't see a lot of people going through hot flashes. Mm. You know what I mean? Very and I can't imagine very. shunning someone for it. No, I'd probably stand in front of them. Yeah. You told me a story yes. when we were on Zoom yes. that you said that somebody 
covered yes. your butt. Somebody they saw you covered my a, butt. Yeah, I was at a um, pre- I was doing a presentation right. for some executives. Right. And I had on sort of a similar outfit like I have on here, which is a blazer with um, like a tunic shirt underneath. And outward, inwardly, I could feel the furnace. You know how those hot fight. Like, you can feel it internally before there's ever a bead of sweat anywhere. And there was a, a seasoned woman in the room with me. And I think she could see what was going on. And she helped to break my focus right. away from the presentation by asking a question. Oh. Which then allowed me to right. separate from that and not focus on the hot flash. And it also gave me a good segue to then remove the blazer that I was wearing. Right. So that I could then kind of say, okay, now we're getting to the hot part of the topic, right? And so I was like, <laughs> okay, let me. And so it was like a very good clever. Set, very yeah. clever. And I thanked her at the end. I actually asked her, I said, why did you ask me that question? Because I know clearly you knew the answer to it. Right. And she looked at me and she just said, honey, Sisterhood. I saw what you, yep. Yeah. She said, I saw what you were going through. So that was it. And right then and there, I had a newfound respect for it. And I said, that's the kind of attitude that I will always have. If I ever, you know, kind of see, or if I'm ever in a situation where I see another woman like going through that. Also, it's understanding menopause in the workplace as well. Right. People need to know and understand that, um, Menopause should get the same level of sort of importance and respect, if you will, as, like you said, a pregnancy or, you know, PMS or mental health day. If that's not a good time or a good day for you, it is absolutely okay to say, today I'm having brain fog or today I'm having, you know, you know, massive back-to-back hot flashes or whatever it is that you may be going through. It's okay to say that and not feel like you're being shunned by... You know, society, society, or for going men. through a natural life transition. Right. That's no way. You're listening to lunch with Shelly. How long have you been in this menopause space? Was it <laughs> personally because you were going through it? It was personally. It? Okay. Yeah. It was one of the things that was And you were sort of like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. It was very low on the topics that I would discuss when I was out doing my speeches and talks. And right. Because you spoke a lot and continue to speak a lot about breast cancer. Breast cancer. You speak a lot about health, wellness. Exactly. Right. Menopause was very low on the totem pole. It wasn't right. something that I was even requested to talk about. Now it's kind of like all that the I'm kind thing. of getting. Yeah. It's the big thing. And I think part of it is because I am so vocal about it. And I think the other part of it is my approach to it as well. Yeah. So I think those two things culminating together um, is what made it so easy. Like even my group that I have, the women that when they join it, the first post they make is, oh my God, I am so glad I found, you know, right. and then they just go right in. It's like they show up and throw up. They just go right into, you know, what's been ailing them, what's been bothering them. They finally can find somebody to talk to about it and right. to not feel like, oh, I am not going crazy. Like I've even had people talk about how relationships have gone, you know, sour because of it. they Walked away from jobs. I'm thinking, they walked away from jobs. Yes, yes. I'm thinking, is this real? Like we really are experiencing this, and kind of like you said, it's not only shoved under the rug; it's way under there. You're listening to lunch with Shelly. Do you feel like you have reached your purpose? Have you been there for like a decade? I do. I always say this, and I know it kind of sounds crazy, and we all know we're not here forever. But I always say, you know, if I were to, you know die today. I am definitely going to be dying empty. And what that means to me is that I didn't hesitate. I didn't not act on anything. I didn't let fear overcome 
I didn't worry about the win and the win. And I'm talking about W-I-N versus W-H-E-N. So you go for the win and stop worrying about win. Just do it. And that's what I've done. It's like that thing where people say, throw against the wall and see what sticks. I've become better at that. I wasn't always that way. But I think over the last decade, I've just kind of figured that out and just said, you know what? Okay, so what I did it, and if it works, it works. If it touches one person, then I've done what it's supposed to to do. Well, you know? cheers to yeah. you! Cheers I think to that. That's the greatest way. Cheers we to could that. Probably and end this podcast. Yeah. You are beautiful, <laughs> Thank you. inside and out, and the work cheers you're doing you. is just amazing. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you, and thank you for lunching with me, lunching with Shelly. Are you kidding? It is my <laughs> treat. You. Well, hold on. Thank you. Now that we've toasted each other, <sighs> look, you hear that. <laughs> Delena has been one of the most inspiring guests I think we've had on Lunch with Shelly. It has been such a treat and a joy to have you on the program, Delena. I can't believe it. I knew it was going to be so fun to dine with you, and it has exceeded my expectations as I knew you would. You are an incredible force, an incredible woman and I am very very glad that you were on the show listeners I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did um, thank you for listening keep up with our episodes at www.lunchwithshelly or wherever you get your favorite podcasts and in the meantime peace love and lunch <laughs>